You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your host and your friendly neighborhood sexologist, Jessica O'Reilly. Thank you for being here today. And thank you to our sponsor, Desire Resorts and Experiences. As you know, I am setting sail very soon with Desire Resorts on a clothing optional couples only, highly erotic cruise on the Azamara Quest, leaving from Barcelona and heading up into the south of France, Monaco, into Italy and finishing in Rome. So check out their upcoming cruises, even if you can't make this one because I believe they are sold out. Check them out at Desire Resorts. Now, today, I'm really excited for this conversation because I will be chatting all things sexual with Harper the Fox. Harper the Fox is an amateur porn star, a poet, and Harper has real intimate funny sex with the love of her life and releases it all for free, unedited. And she tells me that millions of people have tuned in and are enamored by this bold new idea of two people who love and like each other having regular old sex. What do you think of that? Hi there, Harper. Hi, Jess. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for being here. Now, I read through your bio, which was one of the most interesting ones that has come across my desk. Your bio includes everything from a hedgehog <laughs> to a 360-degree house, a toilet paper tube puppets. I need to ask you what all of these things are. And sex shows produced on stolen restaurant chain Wi-Fi. So, I mean, let's get to know you. You live in Idaho now. Uh-huh. But where did you start? How did you end up here? Well, I, uh, I grew up in the Midwest. I went to school in eastern Washington, and that was sort of where my, <laughs> my tumbling into the sex world took place. I, uh, I was just finishing up college and was just looking for my next move, and I had always been sort of captivated by the idea of, of public sexual displays. So I found myself in the world of live webcamming, and then that just opened um, a huge door to the world of of travel because uh, my my partner who I've been with for nearly seven years now he's been with me this whole time uh, he and I realized that our sex show that we were producing was something that as long as we had internet access we could go anywhere and we could effectively become remote workers with this strange flexible income and by living out of a van and sleeping in Walmart parking lots, we could keep our bills incredibly low. So uh, he and I and uh, our little pet hedgehog who I'd gotten, uh, the three of us set off in this junky old Ford Aerostar and traveled all across the country. And we, uh, for our fans at the time, we sort of contextualized that mission as uh, an attempt to have sex and film it in all 50 states. So okay. I've got 35 done, and, uh, and that's how it got started. 15 to go, unless your country decides to annex another, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're going to try and take Alberta, for all we know. 
Yeah, who knows? Better watch out. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we are. Don't worry. <laughs> I heard we're building a wall. Yeah, I've, I've heard that too. <laughs> Actually, I heard you guys were building one to keep us out. So uh, I'm up here in Canada for, for context, if people don't all know that. Uh, so, so you're now in Idaho. Uh, you have plans to go to these other 15 states, but you started in the field of sexual performance, it sounds like in a, a 360 house. What is that? Oh, um, the, I, I think the, the line is um, 108 degree house. It just, uh, we were in a, a sublet, tiny little house in Washington state that didn't have any air conditioning. So we spent, a, a, I, I spent an incredibly hot, muggy summer uh, getting naked and shaking my boobs around for people on a, on a live webcam. Okay. Oh, so that's, so is it always on in a 180 degree house? I said 360, but I guess it's 180. Is the camera oh, uh, always on? No. So the way it works, um, so the house just, that, that was just the, the Oh, I didn't understand. Um, okay. I thought and, it meant that uh, there was a 180 degrees of your house and we got to watch it all the time. Oh, no, that, that would be completely not? confusing. So yeah, the, the live webcam thing, basically, uh, you've got your computer and your webcam set up and you just sign in. It's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's sort of similar to like if, if it were to be a one-sided Skype, like a one-sided yeah. video Skype that anyone can watch. So anywhere from seven to to twelve thousand people could be watching your live stream at any given time, but you choose as a webcam performer when to log on, when to log off. You choose what you're going to do, how much you're going to do it for. Um, yeah, it's, I love uh, it. Oh no, I'm I'm familiar with webcams. You know what's funny is I hosted the webcam awards a few years ago, so I spent really? hours and hours studying webcams and when i say studying i mean going down a rabbit hole where i could not stop watching what was your first impression of webcams okay so let me tell you my very first um my first experience i turn it on and this girl young woman is sitting there not in a sexy position and it looks like she's just playing with her toes very very bored <laughs> and people are kind of chiming in asking her to do things and she's saying, like, well, give me more. I think it was called coins on this particular site. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's like yeah, it's usually coins or tokens or something yeah. like that. So, so she says, I want more coins. I'm not going to do anything. And she looks bored out of her mind. And she is doing <laughs> nothing at all. And I cannot stop watching. <laughs> like, I actually picture her clipping her toenails. I know that's not what she was doing. But that's kind of the way I remember it. Um, and then, you know, I went, as I said, I went down this rabbit hole. I could not come out because I just kept watching and watching everything from couples having live sex to people offering tokens and coins so that you'll put a, an object that just happens to be sitting in your bedroom inside your vagina. It's, it's just, it's wild and interesting and exciting and real and raw. And the moment I engaged with it, I thought, this is going to be the downfall of traditional, if, if I can use that word, porn. Produced, yeah. filtered, edited, uh, plastic, chimpanzee, ooh, 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 ee, ee, ee. <laughs> uh, you know, porn. So, so, but when you said 360 house, what I thought of was I met a young man at the Webcam Awards who lived in a house where the cameras were 24-7. 
Was he and, one of the Voyeur boys? Yeah, he was a Voyeur boy. I don't know if that was the specific brand. Is that a brand? Yeah, there's um, a house in, I think it's in the Southwest US, but I've, uh, I've met a few of those guys at the Adult Entertainment Expo Awards and everything and uh, talked with them a bit about that experience. But yeah, the, just this house where they live and they cam and there are just cameras running constantly that... Yeah. <laughs> I, the guy I knew, it was in Arizona. So when you said, when I, you, it said 108, I got confused. I'm sorry. Um, this house, that's what I thought it said. And then in your bio, it said that you were making toilet paper tube puppets have <laughs> sex with each other. What does that mean? Oh my gosh. That was one of my first forays into uh, taking my on-cam uh, presence and making it sort of more fun and interesting to me because you're you're absolutely right so much of live webcamming is people just kind of sitting and staring at the screen and waiting for something interesting to happen but I'm very much of the opinion that people will be more attracted to what you do and will come and support what you do if you are like, thrilled and interested in what you're doing so uh, this was just a, a silly thing I tried one day I took little, um, I took two toilet paper tubes and I made little, uh, I, I used a hole punch to make like a round mouth on each of them, gave them little eyes, little construction paper haircuts. Uh, I used popsicle sticks to make a big erect penis for my, the one that represented my partner and I put a little hole in the front of mine. So these were just sex puppets that I would use and like when people would come into the room and because uh, this is something that any cam girl will tell you gets really old really fast. People will come in and say, like, ooh, make sex now, BB. Come show me your <laughs> sexy tits. And we'll just start making all kinds of demands about what they want from you. And uh, I just would use these puppets as my sort of buffer to be like, oh, yeah, baby, I'll make sex for you right now. And then oh, I just slide oh, off screen and <laughs> bring the puppets on and do a, an elaborate sex puppet show. <laughs> Oh my, so, so point of clarification, make sex now BB doesn't do it for you. No, uh, for future <laughs> reference, anyone trying to, uh, to please me, make sex now BB, not, not the best intro. Are you camming? Are you currently camming? Not very much. I still have my account and everything, and I have a, a really great relationship with the site that I've used for the last few years. Um, and who's that? But, you can go ahead and say uh, that's, uh, that's Chatterbait. Oh, I've I had, know Chatterbait, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I've gotten to, to meet many of the owners, and they're all just really wonderful, interesting people. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the, the site is great, but uh, for my own pursuits at this point, I've, uh, I've always tried to use porn as a gateway into other skills and as sort of a facilitator for other things I wanted to be doing in my life. So the cam show that I was doing and using stolen restaurant Wi-Fi, uh, that facilitated my travel, which I had always wanted to do after I graduated college. I always had these big ideas of, of backpacking across Europe or taking some kind of crazy travel adventure and webcamming allowed me to do that. And, uh, and since then, doing, uh, at first it was paid fetish clips, but now releasing all of my content effectively for free at harperthefox.com, that allows me to dedicate most of my days to learning other technical skills and building myself up as a, a 
competent professional person. There's there's a lot in the sort of world of tech and computers and art making that I can do now that I've been able to learn sort of in my off time from doing occasional shoots with the love of my life. So so that's interesting. So you you have sex with the love of your life and this act of real people having real sex, why is that so revolutionary? Why is it so rare in the porn world? Well, I think you're, uh, I think you're completely right, first of all, in your sort of earlier description. I loved the, the chimpanzee sex metaphor. Right. Um, <laughs> I think the world has just changed very much. There used to be a massive uh, barrier of entry to the world of porn. You had to have fairly expensive equipment. You had to hire actors. You had to make sure that you were legally sound. You had to book a place all of these things to facilitate a, a movie between people who may or may not have ever met each other before. They may or may not have any chemistry at all. Maybe they get to the day of shooting and his, and his penis is just too big and she is having a really hard time, but they both want to get paid. So they just sort of suffer through it and make the movie and they're done. Sounds hot. Oh, right. Oh, right? yeah. Baby, just suffer through it. Yeah, that's exactly what you want from your sex, right? <laughs> I mean, doing the, the world of fetish porn has sort of unlocked the idea for me. Whatever you produce, somebody's going to want to see it. Like, right. The idea of a woman just like gritting her teeth and burying it, somewhere there's someone getting off to it right now, I guarantee it. But for, for yeah. the vast majority of people, I think people really want to see individuals who are enjoying what they're doing who are passionate and engaged and that's something that i think in the last several years as technology has become cheaper and more accessible it's something that finally true amateurs have a gateway into so my my partner and i we have a we have just our camera and ourselves and when we are in the mood and ready we just pop the camera on and open up a window for our viewers into the actual sex that we have. Like our, our sex life is basically the same on camera as it is off camera. There is no posturing or performance. We, we make jokes and, and make each other laugh. And, uh, and Do you bring the toilet paper roll puppets in? Those, unfortunately, <laughs> they got smashed somewhere in the course of all our all our van travels. They they that, didn't that survive sense. the Ford Aerostar, <laughs> but um, but we still uh, we actually uh, oddly enough one of the things that my partner and I have learned how to do sort of alongside producing porn is um, we have learned to do some basic animating. So we've got these, uh, we're working on a number of projects right now which feature animated characters and uh, some of them are dirty projects. So the puppets having sex is still very much part of our, of our journey. It's sort of come full circle in this strange way where it's we started. It's funny how that, how that happens, isn't it? Yeah. I, so, so we often talk about porn not being an accurate reflection of reality. And we, we talk about the fact that it discounts right. or excludes female pleasure. And in many cases, it's true. But it seems that the work you're doing is so subversive and flies in the face of this, this convention. Uh, every, so, so everything you're doing on camera is for your own pleasure and your partner's. That's correct? Absolutely. And are, are you, do you have an association between... The exhibitionism and eroticism, is that part of the appeal for you? 
It is. I, uh, it's, it's a really, fa- I mean, an amazing thing. I've always kind of lusted after the idea of being famous and known and sort of going into the philosophical. It's something that I've sort of held on to throughout my life as being, being truly famous is a way to be remembered after I'm gone. And I don't know to what extent I'll, uh, I'll achieve that, but it, it's, uh, it's really amazing to share something that I love, that I'm proud of. I, I am absolutely just enamored with my, my partner and my relationship. I think we have a wonderful relationship. And it, to be able to share that with an audience that really loves it, I just, it's inspiring. I get comments all the time from people like hashtag relationship goals or like man I just finished watching this and now I feel like I need a hug and I want to just like go out and find a girlfriend of my own I uh I think it's a really nice switch from the sort of like like you phrased it traditional porn where there are these bombshell women just dressed in in tight little numbers and made up to no end and this sort of fetishized like here's a woman who's going to sleep with you with 10 seconds of thought and she's a dirty slut who's going to love every second of it. This sort of fetish, which in its own way is perfectly hot. Uh, It becomes sort of in my movies replaced with the idea of like, yeah, it's, it's fun to sort of sleep around and have wild, crazy sex. But it's also really amazing to be in a stable relationship with someone who loves you and cares about you and who like doesn't <laughs> think it's weird when you jump up right after sex to get the hand wipes and clean up. Like, right? Like, right. those are the things that we show in our films. And I think it, it just, uh, it presents a really realistic view into the bedroom of an actual couple who, who truly loves each other. That's, that's beautiful. And the only thing you're missing is the rock, paper, scissors to decide who go gets those hand wipes, right? <laughs> right. Usually <laughs> it's whoever is least drippy. That, that <laughs> seems fair. That seems fair. I feel like that would never be me. I feel like, no, like I, I got to right. lay perfectly still and not get yep. it anywhere. Exactly. Just, I can't move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is, this is your partner of seven years that you're sharing mm-hmm. this experience with. And People have this notion, this is the other piece that comes with traditional porn. It's kind of funny to use the word traditional with porn, but mainstream porn. Traditional Uh, porn. Right. Traditional family value porn. Um, (laughs) You know, with this partner of seven years, people have this notion that there are porn stars and then there are people you date. And in like the psychological world, we see it as a Madonna whore dichotomy. But tell me, do you mind sharing a little bit about your relationship? And you speak very fondly of it, which is so refreshing, not because you work in adult performance, but because so few people in the world, you know, feel that passionately about their relationship. So how did you meet? What's your story? Oh, absolutely. So uh, I met my partner in New York City when I was on summer break from college. I, uh, I had, uh, so just a little context. I was very recently not a virgin and was basically on a mission to uh, make up for lost time, <laughs> let's say. Okay. I, uh, I, I had an online dating profile on OkCupid, and I was pretty explicit about my desire to just find people to, to meet and bang. And, and <laughs> my, uh, my partner, Max, he was one of the people who 
uh, you know what? He didn't message me. I messaged him first. That was, he was one of the only ones that I messaged first. And uh, he decided to, to meet up with me. We went out on just an incredible first date that wandered all over New York City and lasted all through the night. And, uh, and then he ended up just being the only person from that summer of, of trysts that I went on a second date with and then a third and a fourth. And as the summer came to a close, we just didn't want to stop. So he ended up uh, a few months later leaving New York City to join me out in Washington State and to, uh, to find a place nearby where I was going to college. And then, then the real adventure started. We, we experimented with, um, with polyamory and some sort of light swinging. Over the course of the years of our relationship, we've dove into the world of, of kink and BDSM and all kinds of, I mean, there, there are very few things that we've heard of and had access to and haven't tried. So, uh, so we've had this just crazy relationship full of these challenges and strange up and downs and then have found ourselves all these years later still together despite all the, I'm, I'm sure that you know the the occasional trials of of non-monogamy and the really difficult things that can go alongside that but we've found ourselves on the other side just still nuts about each other still really enjoying each other's company and at this point just really happy and comfortable with each other we we've been sort of back to monogamous now for a couple years and We'll uh, we'll bring out some of the kink stuff occasionally, but uh, yeah, we uh, we're just we're two people who find each other fascinating. We grew up in very different circumstances. I was sort of like wholesome Midwest, very like soft spoken, and he grew up on the East Coast, very like brash and bold. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we both. Uh, are really inquisitive people and really curious people and we've we've both been passionate about art since the day we met each other i i was um already thinking of writing a book when i met him and and when i met him is sort of in the context of oh you're an improv comedian and i'm a poet let's meet and see (laughs) see what comes out of this and you've, and you've just written a book of poetry, original yes. poetry that covers your journey in porn. What, what's the title of your book? My book is called Wandering Lust. It's available at wanderinglustbook.com. And uh, it is, I, I'm just, I smile every time I look at this book. It's, a, it's an illustrated book of poetry that, yeah, like you said, covers my sort of journey through porn and sex and travel and vice. So uh, I like to phrase it as the uh, adults' version of Sel- Shel Silverstein. Oh, <laughs> I love it! Like the pancake poem. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I used to love Shel Silverstein growing up. I think little images alongside poetry are a really fitting combination because poems are these little nuggets of imagery that sort of trans. Uh, transplant you to a, a different place or a different mood 
and sometimes a little visual just really helps put you there. So, so every single poem in my book has uh, an illustration next to it that I did myself, and uh, and yeah, it's it is me. It is me over the course of the last five years and everything that I've experienced and been through. There's there's poems that sort of allude to my uh, my run-ins with the Mexican cartels and the the experience of of facing disappointing people that I care about from my choices and and how I've sort of come to resolution with that. It's a it's a very it, I mean it's it's sort of analogous to my free porn at harperthefox.com in that it is this very unfiltered look into just who I am and what I'm all about and it's out there to share with the world. Okay, awesome. I'm, I'm going to be checking that out. I already have checked out harperthefox.com and it is certainly unfiltered. Uh, <laughs> do you, you mentioned that your on-camera sex is very similar or the same as your off-camera sex. I'm sure people are curious because they're going to go to your site and check it out. You do have sex off-camera as well. How do you decide if you're going to turn on the camera? Um, I mean, a lot of it has to do with just the time of day and where the camera is. So, <laughs> camera too is, lazy. We've gone too far. Exactly. <laughs> if the camera is more than about twenty feet away, the answer is probably going to be no. Um, as for putting it on film, but other than that, it's just kind of a roll of the dice. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's become so natural to just have the camera sort of present and there. I guess one of the deciding factors for me is uh, the, the rig that we use to film the point of view style that's really uh, sort of emblematic of our work. That has a, a little plastic frame that actually juts out from my partner's eyes a few inches. So it makes it really difficult to kiss him. So if I'm craving a lot of kisses, we might have sex off camera. Oh, okay. So it's just, that's really neat to hear about your experience. Um, I think people are very curious about what happens in other people's bedrooms. And yeah, there's that sort of voyeuristic drive. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously you're very insightful and you're going to do big things. I don't know what's next for you, but what, looking back, what have you learned thus far? X number of years into this industry? What have you learned that you can share with, you know, the average person that we might be able to use in our bedrooms tonight? It's a, it's a bit of a strange perspective to come from someone who's made a life out of sex for the last several years. But uh, I would say the most important thing that I've sort of learned and internalized is that sex just isn't that big of a deal. That everyone likes it, everyone wants it. It's part of everybody's life. But the more you hold sex up on this pedestal of importance and when you do it, it has to be right and it has to be good and sex works in this way or that way or when such and such happens, I deserve sex. I, th I think those are just traps. They are really nasty traps that you can find yourself in. And the more you can sort of let sex be sort of a comfortable, casual friend who just hangs out in your relationship, uh, the more I think real connection and intimacy grows. And I found that the less I sort of put a premium on how important and serious sex is, the more I just have fun. 
and that shows through in your videos, right? You have a good time, you laugh, you certainly bring levity to the scenes, and sex is sometimes funny and not perfect. Oh, yeah, and, and fundamentally, sex uh, sex is kind of weird. You have these flaps of skin that get swollen and engorged, and then you shove them into other flaps of skin, and sometimes it's kind of stinky. And Oh, now <laughs> you're talking dirty to me. I like this. Oh, yeah. Because let's, let's get that flap engorged. it's a yeah it's a really strange thing that humans absolutely want i mean sometimes all i want is a stinky swollen flap of skin (laughs) sometimes just like exactly where i want to put my face and i think that says something weird about humanity (laughs) I, i love i love that approach i love the way you put it i'm gonna ask you one last question before i let you go uh as somebody working in porn, someone who has experience as a cam model, any advice for people approaching, for instance, cam models? So if I sign on to a cam site, oftentimes these viewers, oftentimes men, oftentimes men, are trying to get your attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, people obviously date people in the adult world, but they, they put you up on a pedestal and they see you as the celebrity, as a porn star. So how would you recommend people approach someone like you? Not you. You've already mentioned you're monogamous at mm-hmm. this point in time. But if I'm signing into a, into a site and I'm trying to get someone's attention, or if I'm meeting someone as a human being and I'm interested in dating them and they happen to work in the porn, porn world, what is your advice for that person? That's a really good question. I, uh, I think, I mean, first of all, everybody's different. Sometimes you might be able to approach a girl and say, like, hey, you want my D, you dirty little slut? And that'll be exactly (laughs) what she wants to hear. But usually not. Usually not. (laughs) Um, I would say for, for most anybody, the key is to just recognize that sex is a part of what they do, but that's not everything they do. Nobody likes to be treated as an object of lust all the time. Right. And like these, these people who are in the industry have other interests, other things (laughs) that they want to talk about. So just approaching them as a curious, interested friend and human and let them know what you think is fascinating about them. But, but to just engage and sort of, I mean, a huge part of it is being able to read the signals that they're giving you. Like you can, you can always tell that a cam girl is annoyed when she starts to get the furrow on her brow and leans a little closer to the screen like she's ready to silence you. <laughs> I think there's a, it's, I think it's just like any other interaction where you're trying to meet and say hello to somebody. It doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong with you if that person like, doesn't want to engage. Right. But, uh, but I think your best shot is to just be open-minded, curious, engaged, and try not to make any assumptions about what they definitely like or definitely right. want because of right. something that is just a piece of their life. That, that's a great point because, you know, you don't talk to, you don't approach a dentist and start talking to them about bicuspids and different dental surgeries. Like that's the only thing right. they're interested in, right? And yeah, so that's, okay, so important because I, because I travel with some of these trade shows that are consumer facing and sometimes I travel with adult stars, the way fans and mostly men approach them is as though they're these one-dimensional beasts. And these Mm -hmm. are people who like many things, from politics to literature to shoes to, yes, sex. And, you know, a dentist can be more interested in talking about sex than than a porn star at times. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's called sex work for a reason. It is not always <laughs> sexy. It is very often just a job. But I think that something that sort of plays into that too is uh, most porn stars who are sort of out there in the world and marketed as porn stars at the moment are people who are coming from the old model of porn, which is so different from what I do at HarperTheFox.com. And they really are portrayed as these just sex-hungry hun- sex starlets who mm-hmm. take these erotic photo shoots and then have hours of hot sex on camera for you and your penis. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's the, the way they're sort of put out into the world and marketed is pretty one-dimensional. So I don't exactly fault the people who come up and treat them that way because that's just sort of what all the expectation has been built up as. But... I have met a number of of my fans and viewers over the last several years, and it has been refreshing. Basically, everyone I've met in person treats me like a human. And uh, revolutionary. And I know it's it's beautiful. <laughs> you're right, though, because your brand is so different. And if you guys head over to harborthefox.com, you'll see it, it's you being genuine. If you're not if you're not liking something, you're not liking something. If a position's uncomfortable, you say so. Um, mm-hmm. As opposed it's to the older, completely unedited, unfiltered. So all of those moments make it in. I have, I have farted during videos a number of times. Oh, I didn't get to come across there. that one. <laughs> They're just peppered in. There's no telling. It's, right. a, it's, a it's little... not in the headline. It's not in the SEO. Uh, title no, it's not tagged. It's just, it's just a little lottery that you have to play every time you watch one of my videos. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. People can find more at harperthefox.com. Very much appreciated. You're doing big things, and I know there's more to come, so I feel, feel lucky to have had a chance to chat with you. I wish uh, it had been over wine as opposed to remotely, but oh, perhaps in the near future. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you, Jess. Pleasure. So thanks so much to all of you for listening. Thank you again to at Desire Resorts. Be sure to check them out and also check out at Harper the Fox. And uh, have a lovely week, folks. Find me on all social media at Sex with Dr. Jess. I love hearing from you. Have a great one. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life, improve your life.